Hello, my friends, and welcome to a special edition of Wonder Woman Wednesdays. We're talking to Mike Pingle, author of The Q Guide to Wonder Woman, as well as a host of other books. He's also an actor, collector, and a good friend to some of your favorite celebrities. The video of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel, so we can share all the great pictures that Mike provided. We're going to talk about his books, his friendships, and some of the time he spent with Linda Carter right here on Wonder Woman Wednesday. I'm talking with the great Mike Pingle. Sorry. What? The great Mike, Mike Pingle? The great Mike Pingle. Stop. Because... Hold on, let me get my checkbook. I'll send that right out to you. <laughs> I'm turning off my phone so you, so no one calls in. The thing is, so Linda I, Carter's not calling. Well, if she calls, my gosh, pick up. Um, but the thing is, I keep, I keep like learning more and more about all the great stuff you do. Like when originally I was introduced to you, it was just a, a mutual friend of ours, David Bernstein, who lives out there in California. Uh, in fact, I saw that you just saw a show with him. Oh, um, we went to Into the Woods last night. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yes. fun. So so Great. David knows that I'm a, a crazy Wonder Woman fan. And like, I don't know, two or three, four years ago, whenever it was, he's like, you need to you need to be Facebook friends with this guy, Mike Pingle. Uh, you'll love him and you'll love his posts and all that stuff. And I did. Um, so you you were kind enough to friend me and I enjoyed your posts. And and then totally separate from that, I decided to start doing this podcast and I'm looking for a book to get started. Uh, you know, because the first episode that I was going to do was going to be not only about the pilot, but about the background of Wonder Woman and, and the show. And I needed a book that sort of was a good general overview. And I could only find one in print. And that was your book. The, uh, that? the, the Q Guide to Wonder Woman. And this is the new version that's out now. Oh, what is wrong with this? There it goes. Okay. So I was good. So that was, that, that was the that's the original one that came out and uh, Allison books closed. So oh. I got it, the rights back. And so I put them under, um, since I have a dirty house behind me, it's all fuzzy. That's... So you can't see my, so when my mom watches this, she goes, you need to go clean your house. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> um, but this, this is the new version of it with okay. Glenn Hansen's, uh, the I'll send you a copy. I'll send you a copy. Okay. But it, this one actually has more than that one does. Go ahead. Well, now I have to get that one. Okay. Yes. Because because this was great. This really helped me out. Um, but the funny thing was, I didn't know that you had written it until I, I got the book uh, and looked at the author. And I'm like, what? hey, that's, that's that Mike Pingle guy. So that was awesome. And it's and it's terrific. And uh, so that was actually, that's going to be my first question. Like, what, what led to you uh writing this book okay well what led to writing the wonder woman book was i had originally done the q guide to charlie's angels which was the queer guide to charlie's angels i had written a charlie's angels book and i had been approached i had a couple friends who had written other q guides uh it was a series for allison books and i was like i can you know i can take what i already wrote for charlie's angels and make it you know fun and and wacky or whatever in in the way they wanted and then what was interesting about allison was i was like so you have all these cue guides do you have a you know a parameter or an outline you want everybody to use and they're like no and i was like no it's it's a common like just go do whatever you want so i did that with charlie's angels and they loved it so much they asked me to do wonder woman 
And at the same time, someone else was doing uh, the Brady Bunch book, the Q Guide to Brady Bunch, and they fell out. And so I was asked, did you write the Brady Bunch book, which I did again, which I also did in at the same time as doing Wonder Woman. So I was doing two books at the same time. So that was really fun. Um, and the one as and the Wonder Woman, just people, they just loved it. I mean, a lot of it was because it was the first and only book on the actually just on the TV series. Mm -hmm. uh, it just focused on the TV series. Linda Carter's basically her career as Wonder Woman and where, you know, mostly I just looked at that series. Mm. And um, a funny story is um, I was doing a book signing at Golden Apple Down in on Melrose. And uh, my friend always remembers the story because this guy comes up and uh, he was a little timid. And I was like, you know, I'm, don't be timid. I'm, you know, I'm as geeky as you. There's no reason to be. And he was like, um, my only question is, why don't you talk about her jumps? Because in in the book, I write, you know, her what what her what she was doing as Wonder Woman in that episode. You know, she was uh -huh. using her arms, she was using her lasso, but I never really put jumps in because I didn't think it was that exciting. And I was like, and I said that to him. I said, well, you know, it's just because you know, it's just not that, you know, it's it's not that huge of a, a leap for Wonder Woman to jump over, you know, over the you know the 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 fountain you know right. that's always the hedge in the, in the or wherever opening. she's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was okay with that answer and i was like Whew. <laughs> but uh wonder woman fans loved it and that was the really nice thing about it because um you know i i, I deal with different fan bases you know mm -hmm. when i did charlie's angels they're a little bit charlie's angels fans are um you know i what's a good word mom close your ears bitchy okay <laughs> brady bunch people hated my book really? dan wright hated it said it was horrible did not like it uh, i don't even think it sold actually it never was released through allison they closed by that point and i had re-released it and they hated it and, and i pulled it and i have not released it again but um wonder woman the wonder woman fans were like don't mess with our girl and then once they read it, they're like, we love this book. And uh -huh. that was really nice to to um to have that the fans actually embraced the book and lovers of one of Wonder Woman and Linda Carter, because you know, at the time that was the only Wonder Woman we really had. So right, right. Yeah, it was published in uh the early 2000s, right? Um yes, yes. And um, so uh, you had met Linda Carter by this point. By that by that point, uh, I, yes, I did. Okay. Um, it was funny because I was working with Farrah Fawcett. I was her assistant. And the person that was producing uh, Linda's shows, uh, her first show was in uh, up in San Francisco. And uh, they invited me to come because they wanted to, Farrah to do love letters at the time with somebody else. Right. And later on, it happened with, didn't never happen, but it was in talks with uh, Lee Majors. But at that point... They invited me up, so we flew up there. Not Farah, but a good friend of mine. Um, and that's when when we met her. We went backstage, and you know, it was it was a big brouhaha because you know she wasn't really doing meets and greets at the time either. So right. um, we got to meet her. And uh, although the first book that that book, the Q Guide, uh, does not have an interview with her, the new book does have an interview with with Linda. And oh, okay, uh, I have interviewed Linda. Gosh, I would say about six times. Really? for her shows uh -huh. and so those are also i also reprinted those in the books too so oh. um because i 
because I work for WeHo Times. I worked for Frontier Magazine when it was out, and we did a lot of interviews with her. And um, you know, I that's when I got to know her. Uh -huh. And and like, what do you think of her? Tell us about her. <laughs> she, Linda is amazing. Um, yeah. I adore her. Um, she is everything you'd want in a Wonder Woman. Um, and she's sweet and kind, and she's been always sweet and kind to me. And um, actually, um, she hired me to be her personal photographer when she got her star on the Hollywood Walk in Frame. That's right. Which was about yeah. five years ago, I think five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I had done a lot of photography when during her shows that you know she's used. Just been she's used them on her website and mm -hmm. and other publications and that kind of stuff. But she wanted me to come in, and so I I literally was with her that whole day. I she wanted me to come. Well, I was originally supposed to meet her at the Star with her publicist uh, Pete, and I got a call. She's like coming to the hotel i want to do some behind the scenes stuff i'm like okay so i go to the hotel and um literally got got in there started taking pictures did some videos and then went down to the car and i was wearing this white red and white striped shirt which i find hysterical because the only reason i wore it was so linda could pick me out in the crowd so she could do the photo with me and then do it with everybody else right right like where's pingle you know so where's waldo um <laughs> So we were going down in the elevator and there's two huge SUVs to take us to, um, we'll take them. I just assumed I was going to get my car and drive you know, to the event. And she was like, you're in that car, we're in this car. And I'm like, what? So I get scurried into a car, we're getting the car. Pete's calling me on the phone going, where are you? And I'm like, I am in a car with, with, with the makeup people, we're on our way. He was like, what? I'm like, yeah. Um, and so we get there. And so I, we do the whole event, the the VIP room. I do the, you know, I sit with, you know, all the medias behind me. And they have an actual space for me. And uh, we I take all the photos and all behind the scenes. And we all get in the car. We go to the after party. But the funny thing is, my clothing that I was going to change in for the after party was in my car. Oh. <laughs> so I had to wear that stupid shirt through the whole night. <laughs> through the whole day. I was like... Okay. okay. <laughs> that was a choice. That was a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was an amazing day, uh, being yeah. with Linda, being with her family, um, and just really taking it all in and getting all the shots of all her friends. And, you know, just it was it was it was an amazing moment for her in her career. Mm -hmm. But even for me as a photographer, it was a really fun, it was a fun day. And, you know, if you've ever been on a line with with photographers on a red carpet they're not i mean they're nice but mm -hmm. they're all looking for their own shots you know right. they're not they're, you know and and me little me la, 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 i'm coming out with linda and they're like who are you and what are you doing and you know and i was like i'm just taking pictures for linda <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was a fun day to capture it for her and she had an amazing time and her family had an amazing time and all her friends were so excited for her and um yeah it was that was probably, you know, the highlight of 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 me and Linda. I love awesome. it. Awesome. So, and is that the last time you spoke with her, or have you spoken to her since then? Uh, she came back. She did another. I think she did another tour. That was in two thousand eight. I think she came back one more time. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. She. She. And I was going to see her, and we always do an interview, and we, you know, it's not like we hang out or anything. Right. 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 
It would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> so, but, you know, so you mentioned you mentioned uh, Farah. Yes. Um, and that's, you know, for anybody who's familiar with with you, and I'm going to definitely recommend that people check out your website and everything. And there's a lot of stuff on there about you being Farah's assistant. Um, so talk about that. Like, how did that come about? And what was it like? It, you know, as talk about as much as you want. I know there's a lot there. <laughs> well, yeah. How does one become a fan and become Farah Plus's assistant? Uh it was something that I never expected to do and I didn't want to do, um, which is really funny because I was like, eh, do you want to be Farrah Fawcett's assistant? No. Why would I want one of my favorite angels to yell at me? Because, okay. you know, if you've ever been an assistant, you know what it's about. Your life is their life, period, 24-7, seven. Mm. seven days a week. Um, you know, I, I would make plans with friends. I always had to cancel because I always had to go do something. Um so, you know, that that was my life for two and a half years. Uh, but how it came about was I was on the on her show, Chasing Farah. Uh, I was one of the fans were chasing her. Um, the original show, Chasing Farah, was loosely supposed to be me chasing her. Mm-hmm. And what happened when the camera started rolling, they were like, that's where the craziness is. It's when she walks in a room and it's all the craziness. And if you watch the series on... Uh, TV land. Uh, I think you can find clips on, on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an amazing eight episode show. I was on, I think six of the shows mm-hmm. in different clips and, you know, there's one I, you just see my hands. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a fun show. So after the show was done, Farrah wanted to come over and look at my collection. And so um, Craig Nevius, the producer and the director brought Farah to my apartment uh, in the in the evening, late in the evening, because Farah never did anything really at any time during the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so we just, she came in and she was looking at all the pro art stuff that they produced because she didn't know everything they had produced. She wanted to get a listing of it. And she was trying to get the rights back to her poster. And uh, so she was in my house and in my bedroom and we just sat there going through boxes and, I wish I had taken more pictures, but you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of things, right, you forget about that stuff. Plus, it wasn't any. This one was in 2006, and cell phones were just coming into game, and was cameras were not like they are now on 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 your cell phones. They're nowhere near like they are now. And um, so we just had we we took a couple of pictures at the end. I took a picture of her looking at the stuff, and yeah, we just had a really good time that day. And then. They left and she was looking for an assistant and Craig had thought and suggested me because I was looking for a new job. Uh, I had just bought a new car, the Cobalt um, car that I bought and I needed something to do. And uh, she was like, no, he's a publicist. Why would he want to be an assistant? And uh, at that time, I was asked to come interview and I was like, hey, yes, I want to see her house. Um, I was like, yeah, you know. What little eight-year-old fanboy of Charlie's Angels does not want to see inside Farrah Foss's house? Right. <laughs> it was the condo in Wilshire. And so I went in, I, you know, and I interviewed with her. And um, it was it was a really nice interview. I left and I said, you know, well, that's nice. I will never take that job because I had been an assistant already and I knew what it what entailed. Uh-huh. And I was on the phone with my good friend Charlene Tilton from Dallas. Uh, the Dallas TV show. And uh-huh. uh, I said, 
Charlene, I'm being offered to be Farrah Fawcett's assistant. And she was like, do it. I don't care if you do it for one day, then you can say you were a Farrah Fawcett's assistant. And I was like, oh, I guess I could do that. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then I was there for two and a half years. Wow. Um, uh, It ended because I had actually gotten the the deal with Allison Books for three books. And uh, the cancer was getting a little harder and other things were happening. So um, kind of split ways at the time. And Mm -hmm. I was still her friend and I still ran around and did stuff for her. I baked her cookies during the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was, it was, um, you know, it was, it was a, a nice split. Um, but yeah, that, so that's, that's kind of the way it happened uh-huh. organically with that, um, with, with that, with Farah. And, uh, yeah, it was just, um, it was two and a half years and just hanging out with Farah 24 seven. Yeah. It just, making her you cookies. Know, making her cookies, making food. Yeah. Uh, I was her publicist at the time too, during the cancer. So, I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at any of the old stuff of during cancer as a spokesperson like Bingle, it was which really funny as I would be sitting there on the phone with people, mm-hmm. ma- magazines or whoever it was, put them on hold. We would talk and then I would go back and talk to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, you know, she had, you know, she knew what was going on, but it was really funny because most people didn't know that I was also her assistant. Mm-hmm. uh in the media that i was just i was her spokesperson or her publicist which i was mm-hmm. i released all the releases and dealt with stuff that way too so i did a lot of stuff with you know a lot of stuff and i also created stuff for her websites with her we bonded together with created like the t-shirts and that kind of stuff so we did a lot of stuff like that so yeah cool. it was fun now so you mentioned that charlene tilton was a friend of yours by then uh-huh. how did that happen Wow, that's a very good question. Let me see. <laughs> how did I get to know Charlene? I know, I know how I got to know Charlene. A friend of mine was doing a book, a play called Tell Veronica, and they hired me as a publicist. Okay. And um, it was really funny. I've told her the story, and I'm she's not she, she she was like I was never mean to you, but I first time I met her, she was like, "Oh hi." Hmm. <laughs> I was like deal with that and of course that was way over faster than than you could ask for a, a tequila shot so mm-hmm. um yeah no it was it was that was way beyond we've i've known her for probably 25 years now so she's a really nice lady and she lived you know she lives in um she's a bestie and she lives down in nashville now and i see her now again when she comes into town and when i sometimes if i go to tennessee sometimes we haven't been able to really connect down there but um but yeah no she's uh she is a cutie patootie and Mm -hmm. um funner and we've had some fun times there won't be a book on her no 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 (laughs) book okay so so let's go back because how you know i mean like you said you know at at one point you were just an eight-year-old kid uh in love with charlie's angels how did you get from there to what seems to be a, a very connected lifestyle where mm. where you're running into these celebrities what what's what's the trajectory there well with the angels it's not even running into i i i know them very well and they know me very well uh, a lot of it was when i okay so i'll start the little history i was when i was a kid mm-hmm. i collected charlie's angels um and then we moved around my father was in the army so and then 
you know, when I was growing up, my parents were like, you have to, you know, throw some of this stuff away, which maybe is the reason why I still collect today. Um, because some of that stuff was really rare because I was in Germany for most of the time uh, during the heyday of Charlie's Angels. Oh. Uh, like I didn't see the last season until later uh, on mm. TNT when it was in, in reruns. But so that's where, you know, the love of Charlie's Angels and the collecting happened and all of that fun stuff happened with me. And then when I moved to L.A., to become the huge star that I never became. Um, I went to a party and they had collected celebrity dolls and their whole house was full of celebrity dolls. It's Chrissy McNichol and Cher and Donnie and Marie. And we, they were showing me all this stuff and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a kid of the seventies and the eighties. And I was like, oh, I love all this stuff. This is great. And then we went in the bedroom. They had them all around the top of their, their bedroom. And so I was looking around and I turned around and as you walk at the door, the four Charlie's Angels dolls are on, on the top of the, the, right above the doorway. And I was like, I want those. And so they introduced me to a thing called Toy Shop. I don't know if you uh, knew about that. That was, that was before the internet. You, mm-hmm. you got this magazine newspaper and you, people would get it FedEx to them. They would pay money to get FedEx. Mm. So you could circle and you would have to call the people. Hello, I would like the Charlie's Angels puzzle or the mirror or whatever they're looking for. Circle it. Hopefully they'll keep it for you. Write a check, send it in the mail, and then you would get the stuff back. Wow. And so it was it was a whole ordeal. And mm. it was like, you know, you called and someone already got it because they already they had it FedEx the day before you got it or you ran down to you know, the newsstand to get it before anybody else could. It, it was it was a big hunt. Like, mm. that's what I love about collecting sometimes is just going to find it, going to hunt, hunt uh-huh. find something. So I did that for a great while. And my na- my uh, roommate thought I was crazy. She thought I was like cuckoo because she there was boxes of Charlie's Angels crap coming to the door. There was like, <laughs> who am I living with? Um, and then I was like, huh. I, I started meeting friends and in and, and the collecting world. And it's like, is there a newsletter or a something for Charlie's Angels? And they were like, no. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should start that, which then I did. Uh-huh. I started Angelic Heaven in 1995. And um, I just started sending out to all the publicists. I lived in LA. So I, you know, publicists and Sony and, and people who were producing stuff at the time, because they at that time they were producing t-shirts and other collectibles at the time and i just started monthly just sending stuff out and i I grabbed a couple of my friends and they became editors and we would write them and i would design it all and set it out it was like a fanzine and it was in in the stores here down in town and people would get it around the world i would set it internationally mm-hmm. um and it, it went on for four years as a paper newspaper and that's when i started meeting the well i didn't really meet the angels yet Mm-hmm. But I got to know their agents and, and mm-hmm. people were, and they were like, they would just send me all the stuff. They would let me know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, the big break for me was, uh, well, there's two big breaks. First one for me personally was Deco Drive in Florida, which was an online, but it wasn't online, but it was a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they were interviewing Cheryl Ladd for a movie, uh, Little Angels, Pretty Little Angels, I think it was for. And they interviewed me too. So they interviewed me and her. And so I'm watching it. And then they interviewed a, a fan who a fan who had collected together. <laughs> anyway, so to show their choice. And I've I was floored because I'm sitting here 
she's talking about how she knew about my newsletter because of course of her agent because i send it to him every year every month and they inter it was me and then it was cheryl and then it was me and then it was cheryl. i was like i was in seventh heaven i was like are you kidding me this is happening really <laughs> that's awesome um so that happened and then i she was my first angel to meet I met her. She had her, her book called uh, Nettie Little Windship. And it was a children's book. And I had gone down to meet her. And it was, you know, I was, you know, it was, as as I said, I was an eight-year-old boy was inside me going, that's yeah. her a lot. She's my favorite <laughs> angel. She's right there. <laughs> and literally, I, I walked back and forth like, I, I'm assuming it probably was five minutes, but I felt like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, just go up and talk to her. And I did. And we talked for hours. We talked for like an hour. I gave her the newsletters. We took pictures. We just hung out. And so that's when my friendship with Cheryl started. Um, uh-huh. And we had been friends ever since. And then right after that, um, I met Tanya, Tanya uh-huh. Roberts, who yeah. became one of my besties. And um, we did an interview for the newsletter. I, I met her in person at a yogurt shop right after we had done the interview. Uh-huh. And then literally two days later, I'm on Fox News uh, locally. Uh, they did. It was, they're doing something with with her and me for um, that 70s show. So we're on that 70s show set, set with her. And I was like, this is crazy. Wow. And then the other big the other big break was um, uh, Entertainment Weekly um, did a story on me. Um, the right. story and Yahoo, um, Yahoo, which was the biggest internet search engine at the time, yeah. chose Angelic Heaven because I went online at charliezanus.com as a num- uh, as a, one of the fan sites, uh-huh. the sites to go check out, and which blew me off the internet. And um, I had to pay a lot of money to get back on uh-huh. because at the time it was, you know, it was me and McDonald's, I think. <laughs> there was not a lot. <laughs> But so that's that's how it kind of all started. It started with a you know collecting as a kid, collecting as an adult, newsletter, meeting Cheryl Ladd, meeting Tanya mm-hmm. Roberts, and then it's been history ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I was was really the hard one to to meet was Shelley Hack, and uh, I had filmed for an E Entertainment episode, a show, show series. And, uh, it was a, I don't know if I think it was a series, mm-hmm. um, and they were going to film her. I'm like. Can I go, please? <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on. I, you know, she doesn't even know who I am. And then, of course, I was sitting there and they're interviewing. And I'm like, she was like, I don't remember. Shelly was like, I don't remember the Love Boat Angels. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. The Love Boat Angels was when you were coming on. It was a two picture. It was double. And she was like, you know everything about Charlie's Angels. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I have to ask because uh, I, when I was a kid, I was a big Kate Jackson fan. Did you ever meet Kate Jackson? Yes. I saw her yesterday. What? Did you really? Yeah. Wow. We're good friends. That's I, awesome. I, I see them all. That that's that's the thing about um I mean I, except for Shelly, I don't, you know, I I she just moved. I don't know where she lives. Uh-huh. I don't stalk anybody. I don't have any restraining orders. I right. just want to <laughs> put that out there. Okay. No restraining orders. I met Jacqueline and Kate uh for the very first time when I was Farrah's assistant. Um oh, okay. So yeah, they came over to the house mm-hmm. and I was, I literally almost fell over. I was like, what is going on here? Wow. Why am I in Charlie's Angels? And <laughs> she had cancer and she, Farrah would not get in the picture with us. 
And she oh. was like, I have cancer, Mac. I take the picture. Like, no, you need to be in the picture. So I, I do not have a picture with a set of angels, which is the saddest thing in my life. But yeah, uh, she she put Farrah took the picture. I'll, I'll send it to you. She took a picture of Kate and Jacqueline and myself, and she put the, her Warhol in the back of it. It's mm-hmm. like mm. um, interesting. You know, I have lots of pictures with two angels and me, but mm. not the three. And that I, I would, I would probably give anything to even with season two. Well, season two is my favorite because Cheryl was my favorite angel. Yeah. So. yeah. And Farrah would give me a lot of shit for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> she would. She would. I would. Yeah. She'd be introducing to people, and she goes, "Mac, who's your favorite angel?" I go, "Cheryl." Loud. She goes, "Yep. See, he doesn't even like me." Because I mean, I came to her as an assistant with back with Charlie's Angels baggage, uh-huh. or yeah. you know, Charlie's Angels toys all over me. Right. So right. I mean, people are like, "You're letting that crazy person be your assistant," <laughs> and they came to find out that I was, I was, I'm the most sane person in the world. So hmm. I might have a lot of pink Charlie's Angels toys, but I'm pretty much sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I tell you, I uh, yes. speaking of Charlie's Angels, I said I was a Kate Jackson fan. I actually started what I called the Kate Jackson fan club. No! But but I didn't do anything with it. I just painted it on a door. And that was <laughs> that was the clubhouse where me and my buddies would meet and, you know, talk about fifth grade stuff or whatever it was. We didn't, I didn't actually like have a newsletter. I didn't try to contact her. I did collect clippings, hmm. but okay. but I just I just wanted to call my little club the Kate Jackson fan club, but it wasn't really a fan club. Did you have to bring your trading cards to get in? You know, show your favorite Kate Jackson trading card. I I was the only one no. that had any of that stuff. No, nobody else cared. I mean, they liked the show, but you know. Anyway, I interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I actually knew what a fan club was at the time. I just, I, I knew the term, and I, I thought, well, I'm gonna have the Kate Jackson fan club. That's true. I mean, well, you know, fan clubs at the time were, you know, folder, and they said you'll just pick promo pictures, and mm-hmm. and for you know three dollars and ninety nine cents, and then they want you to buy a poster for five dollars and ninety nine cents, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting, and like you know today. Farrah Fawcett's swimsuit poster is now being sold at Spencer's right now in a new reprint that's going on. It's sold, selling out everywhere. Uh, did, she, did she wind up getting the rights to it? Yes, okay. we did. We did. So, um, so when people buy it, it goes to her estate or? Uh, yeah, it's part of the foundation now. Okay, great. So, yes. Yeah, awesome. So it's, uh, it's interesting that you say that because we had gone in and uh, Craig and I were in in the archival trying to find the contract and during the last final not well the last year of her her life craig was able to get um it back so yeah fantastic um, so trickless try to sell it and then it never went and then we we finally got it back she got it back so yes it was it was, it was good it was one of those things that she wanted to do mm-hmm. you know get the rights back of her poster so yeah Wonderful. it's um one of those things. I mean, it was fun working with her as far as all the collectible stuff that or the collection or the new stuff we made for her websites that people have collected. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll have to tell Kate about your uh, your uh, 
Your special room. My my fan club, which was just, yeah, it was a clubhouse. It was actually, it was like a shed in the yard. Uh, we called it the summer house, and I don't know why. I think it used to be a chicken coop in the 50s, but then it became like a shed where people would store things. And I turned it into a clubhouse and put KJFC on the door for Kate Jackson fan club. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I even had one I of her I had one of her glossy eight by tens. Like I think I think it was issued in I don't know 79 or something when the sh- I think when the show was, you know, really, really steaming wow. along. Yeah. Now you and you were friends with um uh with Tanya Roberts. Yes. And um you uh we some of some of what we talked about when I wasn't recording, um, you know, you were talking about the book that you were putting together with her. Yeah, I'm working on on putting a kind of an autobiography of her and me. Uh, we had worked on a book uh, like a it was a health book, uh, uh-huh. getting o- over 40 and fixing or something. I can't remember the title, um, but that never actually happened. And then she also wrote a uh, started writing a book called Surviving Her surviving your soulmate when her husband passed away. Um, And so I'm creating a book with those two things intermixed with her career and her memories of her career and my memories of her and meeting her and and just, just our combined friendship that was, I mean, I, I, well, I can't believe she's, she's gone anyway, but it's, it's still, it's hopefully it'll be a fun book. It's going to be an interesting book for me to lay out and and write because I don't want people to, where are we now? You know, we're surviving a soulmate, and and now you want me to, you know, do something with my cellulite, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's just it, and I really feel that you know I want to honor her and her career, and and she had such a huge career. I mean, she was, you know, she was a Bond girl. She was a Charlie's Angel. She was, you know, in, in. The Beastmaster, which was a cult classic. Right. Uh, of course, she was in that 70s show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was funny because one of the questions I asked her I, in one of the interviews, I said, so you're on that 70s show. When is your poster going to be on the wall? Um, <laughs> and she goes, well, if we're in 76, one, two, three, four, probably five years from now, my poster might be on the wall. She, her poster <laughs> came out in 1980 during oh. Charlie's Angels. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really want to take time with it. And I have all of you know her archives of her her life and and some stuff i didn't even know i mean i didn't know her huge career as, as a model before so i'm learning stuff too while looking through all this stuff that's you know you know someone who had such a huge successful career and you know mm-hmm. i want to honor her and i think i think she deserves it yeah i know we talked about a couple of other things um... yeah we talked about how set my books up Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I love about this book is it caters to my lousy attention span. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> because That's the can... thing I like. Yes. I call them bathroom books uh-huh. because you can sit in, in your bathroom, you know, you can get whatever book you like uh-huh. and you can just pick it up and go, huh, what was the show that you watched on uh, the Falcon? What was what, what, Oh, what yeah. The, the Pluto file. With with Robert Reed, yes, and yes. you know, let me. Where is that? I don't even know what episode. My basis of all my books, my TV version books, are basically um, the series. I mean, mm. I think the series is what 
is the heart of the books. Because that, I mean, that's what why you're reading it. You want to know about the series. Yeah. And oh, here was the Pluto file episode eight, folks. Episode yes. eight. <laughs> um, so basically, and you can watch it online on what? Oh, Warner Brothers. What? I can't remember. Sorry, the, I should uh, know this. The the Wonder Woman series. Yeah, the Wonder Woman series is streaming on something now. It's uh, HBO. Well, Max now. It's called. Oh, Max. Max yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's hot here. I have no brain left. <laughs> no brain. But in this, what I love about <laughs> lasso tips, the lasso tips, it says <laughs> Diane has an uncanny ability to see through a hospital walls as she notices the Falcon is trying to shoot the professor from building across the street. Yeah. And I got excited when I read that. And then I watched the episode and nothing. I mean, she she saw through the wall, but they didn't do any special woo woo effects or anything. <laughs> no, no, I don't know how that, but yeah, I, I never met Robert Reed, but he was, you know, you know, he was also in Charlie's Angels. He was in all the shows during. Oh, the that's 80s. right. He did. He yeah. did some Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he was trying to get away from this good boy image of Mike Brady, and right. uh, I did the the Brady Bunch book, and uh, by that he had already passed away by the time I was working on that book. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, just creating that. Although, the Brady Bunch people did not like that book, and mm-hmm. I'm, I've been trying to get it back out. And I, I think a lot of it for me is like, they didn't like it. Should I really bring it back out? Or really take the time? I mean, it's almost ready. I, right. I made a press uh, first run of it, but I should, you know, just for me, for yeah. my personal, you know, for my personal life. And but, you have, um, and you have that Betty White book. Yes. Betty White. <laughs> Betty White. Betty White. It was originally called Betty White Rules the World, uh-huh. uh, which she does. Yeah. And she still does. But the book was uh, with a company and they, they closed. Mm. <laughs> and uh, the book, got so many pre-sales that they never they wouldn't even let it release it to me i had to get all my lawyer to get to them uh-huh. uh to, to release it because they were just like no we're not gonna release it and i'm like you're going under what and then <laughs> still today you can see the their cover up on amazon for mm-hmm. pre-order still it's been like 10 11 years now and i begged them to take it down because it's hard that's why i had to re i rebranded it because my, the other one wasn't I don't think I sold four copies because mm-hmm. no one ever saw it because the other one was up there. But, you know, it was an interesting thing to do this book because it was not, it's not based on a TV show. It's based on a natural human being and a career. And so it allowed me to do a lot of fun things in here, um, such as what would Betty do? Um, <laughs> let's see, what else? Um, the game show. I, I, have, I have recipes for cheesecakes in here. Um, oh. her regimen of eating, you know, meeting the golden girls, you know, just a bunch of things. I mean, in here, there's also a whole thing about how you can make your grandmother that's living in your house or down the street into Betty White. I mean, there's a whole way of doing it in here. That's I awesome. lay it out. <laughs> She's going to get a tracksuit, make her say some bad words, teach her how to do, you know, just a lot of stuff. It's, I mean, it's worth, that's worth 20 bucks for a dog dogs. Yeah. Go to yeah. Amazon.com and grab them. It's great. Absolutely. But I mean, this, you know, it was sad that she had passed away. I had already started revamping it for her 100th birthday. Uh-huh. And of course, she passed away, which is, you know, 
I was like, come on, Benny, 17 more days. Why? Why can't you hold on? But Betty did it her way. So, mm -hmm. you know, which was her way. And she, you know, she left the earth the way she wanted. And she was you know, amazing. I, although I did not meet her. I think we talked about that. Mm -hmm. um, she had another, she had a book coming out her, at the same time. And they just was like, she's not interested in talking to you. She has her own book coming out. So, mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, I would have liked to chat with her. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, th I think the book holds up by itself with fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, it talks about all about, you know, her birthday and then her passing on there, too. So I'm trying to see. I want to quote. I want to quote Linda Carter. Ah. Hold on a second. Let me see where. I don't know. Where, as I said, I haven't looked at. Sometimes you look at your books and you're like, I wrote that. What? Because I can't seem to get off the couch right now to do anything. <laughs> um, no, she she talked about the end of the series in this book. Uh, I don't know anything about that because I asked the rumors of a fourth season. Uh, and this is Linda Carter's answer. I think it was canceled. The story I heard that cancellation was because someone teased an executive head of CBS of uh, becoming the comic book network. I think they had the Hulk, Water, uh, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. After you heard, they canceled everything except the Hulk. I think that was a kind of a whim we got canceled. Certainly Warner, Warner Brothers did not want to do a, and the producers didn't want it. We were holding our own pretty well in the ratings. It was a big surprise to everyone. So that was the reason why Wonder Woman closed a shop and Charlie's Angels closed shop. You know, what happened was it was 1980. They had, you know, we just have the writers and, and actors strike right now. Same thing happened then. Uh, they closed up, everyone closed up shop and then they came back and they shot more episodes here. But at the end of Charlie's Angels, it was becoming, it was 1980 and the the riches of the 80s were taking over TV. You had Dynasty in Dallas and Falcon Crest and, and all of those people, you know, all of, the, all of those nighttime soaps took mm -hmm. over, you know, and pretty much everything just left. I mean... Mm -hmm you know, everything else was kind of gone by that point because everybody wanted to see what, what was Crystal was doing when the cat next cat fight was happening. And right. you know, no one cared about detectives anymore. It was the riches of the 80s and, you know, MTV and all that stuff. So that's yeah. what happened with Charlie's Angels. But what was fun with the newest movie with with uh, Wonder Woman, of course, we had Linda Carter show up mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, supposed to be in the new one, but that's been canned too. So uh-huh what can you do yeah what can you do all, all i can say is if you love something go out there promote it and uh beg and do a petition and maybe they'll make it yeah who knows absolutely look at the barbie movie that's right that's right they said it couldn't be made and there no, it is and, and that was like 20 years in the making too it took forever so yeah, yeah. wow yeah and it was amazing i just saw it and that's why i'm wearing pink oh cool Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I really, I really do appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. I'm sorry about all the craziness on the internet, but um, just a crazy <laughs> world. It's a crazy world. That's why I live on Pluto TV watching The Love Boat. Now, I that's a book yeah. I would have loved to have written, but I have a friend who who's already done it. And oh wow! That I have I have questions, and I'm not even writing the book. <laughs> and so was Kate your favorite angel? She was. 
Okay. Yeah. Or is, I should say. Yeah. I'll let her know. Thank you. Yes, please tell her for me. <laughs> I, will. Tell, I will. Tell her hi for me. Hopefully, I'll see Linda soon. I'll let her know, too. Okay, thank you. I mean, thank I guess. You. I mean, I, I'm assuming she's your favorite Wonder Woman, but... Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Heck yeah. I've got a whole podcast here about her, so... Regardless <laughs> if she can look through walls or not. I, I, I firmly believe she can look through walls. She just doesn't... She's not showy about it. Those are those are good days, good shows that were just with good heart and fun, and didn't really take themselves too seriously. And I awesome. love that, you know. I wrote about them, and people get hopefully more fun reading about it. And yeah, reliving them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I talk to you again. I hope so too. Yeah. All right. Until it's next fun. time. Thank you. All right. Until take next care, Mike. time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Big thanks to Mike Pingle for taking the time to talk to us today. Be sure and check out his website, MikePingle.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-I-N-G-E-L.com. You'll find all kinds of great stuff, including links to his books. I'll also provide some of those links in the show notes. Join us in a couple of weeks when our guest will be cosplayer Frederick Corey, and we are going to break down Wonder Woman versus Gargantua. In the meantime, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible.